Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. God is good. God is good. So glad you were with us this morning. For those who are online, so glad that you were joining us this morning. Uh, excited to bring the Word of God to you. I don't know about you, but the Word of God excites me. And I love the Word of God. I love every time I open it up and I read and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me. The, uh, the Word of God is not dead, but the Bible says it is alive and active. And just as much as it was when it was written, it's still today. It is just as alive. It's just as active as always. And um, just want to say, and I and and I know, probably you guys think that pastor makes me do this, but I'm not. I'm not doing it because he makes me. Uh, but I really want to say, um, it is just an honor uh, just to be here with uh, Pastor and Sister Paula. Um, they are they are legit. They are they are awesome. And um, and I'm telling you, we have some incredible pastors here in our church. And. Uh, and also, um, possibly could be by next Sunday, uh, Pastor wants everybody to start calling him um, Pastor Grandpa. And, uh, and so, so if you remember that, you don't want to offend him by calling him Pastor Jerry. So maybe by next week, um, I know due date is Wednesday, and so uh, for, for his granddaughter. And so, uh, and I guess if you want to say Sister Grandma too, that's fine. Um, I. I haven't talked to her about it, but I'm sure she's fine with that. So, uh, but anyway, but yes, so praise God, praise God. So today, uh, talking about um, about growing faith. And, you know, one of the things, you know, Pastor and I have talked about many times, um, and sometimes people don't realize the process um, is every time you get up, and I know Pastor has the same art, you want to give the word that God wants to give that day. And I think that's some of the most pressure and stress, and so so Friday morning, um, you know, just my prayer time, and I was praying, and I went and sat down at my desk, and was just gonna uh, dig into the word, and I was like, and I was having those, okay, God, I just once again, I just want to make sure you want me to talk about growing faith. Is that what you want me to talk about? And and so without even thinking or, or really realizing, I uh, I turned to my next Bible reading for the day, and it was Hebrews chapter eleven, the the faith chapter. And so, so I love when stuff like that works out. So I'm excited to, uh, to, to bring the word to you today and uh, talking about growing faith. And I'm actually going to reference, and I, uh, I spoke a, a message maybe about four, five months ago, and I'm sure you guys are going to remember it. And, um, and so, but I'm going to reference a passage uh, that I talked about that day because I really felt in this that God wanted me to, to reference this one again, especially... Um, especially one part of it. And so I'm going to start off with that. But uh, how many in here uh, know how to ride a bike? All right. Yeah. How many don't know how to ride a bike? Yeah. Mark, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's still, there's still a few out there that don't know how to ride a bike. Well, if you can remember that process of riding a bike, obviously, you know, um, you start with uh, training wheels. And I talked to Paul before the service, and he was in training wheels for like 10 years. Uh, but, you know, 
And so, it's so you, you start with you start with uh, training wheels at first, and then you get to the point to where I don't know. Did any of you guys go from two training wheels, and then your dad took off one of them and just had one on there? And uh, did did any of your guys' dads do that? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, so then you went down to one, and then you got to the point uh, to where you were riding, and yeah, there was some crashes, there was this and all that, and then all of a sudden, the more you did it, next thing you know. You are doing it. You're staying up. You're riding. You're going, and and you're just—it's just freedom. It's just awesome. Well, the more you ride, um, and I don't know—I can't remember if if my sisters did this too or not—but at least with me, you know, and guys, it, you're just not satisfied with that at that point. At that point, you got to start exploring. Next thing you know, is like, man, I wonder what it would be like to go off of a ramp. And, 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 you know, and so, hey, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, you know, I'm riding pretty good. So the next thing you know, you're building a ramp and you're jumping off of a ramp. And, and then, then comes a point where you get really cool and you can ride down the street in front of all your friends and your neighbors without holding the handlebars. And you're like, you know, giving the sign. So, you know, just like the motorcycle guys. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm not even holding the handlebars. And so you get to that point where the more you ride, the more you do, the jumps, you become more and more comfortable. Then when you got really cool, you did one of two things. You took a pop can and ran over the pop can just right in the center, and it caught up in your thing. Then it sounds like you're riding a motorcycle. and um, Or you put a card in there on the spokes, and it was gone. I mean, yeah, you, there's that process, but you become more and more confident. And the more confident you became, the more you tried. The, the more that you did, the more works were going through you and produced through you as you began to learn and understand. And so today in talking about growing faith, I believe that God is calling his church and God is giving us an opportunity to grow our faith. How many know today is a great opportunity to grow our faith, to grow our understanding and our belief and faith in the one and only that we should have faith in. And as we grow that faith, as we go through that process, there's certain things that we need to be careful of. We need to, we need to be on purpose about several areas in our life, and I'm gonna talk about that today. But I wanna read, and, and like I made reference earlier, to the scripture that I shared uh, four or five months ago. And it's in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 18. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 18. Should be in the screen behind you here in a second. Uh, but it says this, and it's a story once again of uh, Elisha had sent his service, servant out. They were surrounding. He said, go check things out, see how things are doing. If you guys remember when I shared that before, but it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And here's why, um, here's why I, I, I felt like God wanted me to share the scripture again is just this next part where, where it says, and his servant, when he come and saw what it looked like, he came and he says, oh no, my Lord. What shall we do? I'm telling you today, there's a lot of that going on today. 
Oh, Lord, what shall we do? What shall we do? And I think sometimes we can get stuck in that moment and miss an opportunity for God wanting to work in your life and grow your faith in him and, and, and putting your faith in the right place, and that's in him. And sometimes we can get stuck at that moment. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? Because in that moment, he was looking, and he was seeing a vast army all around them, and that's where his eyes were. That, that's where his focus was. And so when that happens, we kind of stay in that moment. What in the world are we going to do? When the whole time... God wanted him to see with eyes of faith. God wanted him to see um, with open eyes, to believe in the Lord and the one and only God that can deliver. And he said, the servant asked, in verse 16, he says, don't be afraid. Come on, how many know that this is for today? Don't be afraid. Calm down. It's all right. Calm down. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. That is true and always true and always will be true. See, we've got to grow our faith to understand exactly who we have on our side, and that is always more than anything that we come against. We've got to grow our faith and understand the scripture, and this, and this scripture's got so much incredible teaching just in this passage about the fact that with God, we are never gone. With God, we are never lost. With God, victory is always at hand. With God, victory is always at hand. So Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And I'm pretty sure when I read that, I kind of felt like I think I have that around me all the time, too. And, um, and so I don't know. I'll, we'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll find out in heaven if that's true or not. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, but hey, how many know it's true? How many know that we have the army of the Lord on our side? On our side, it is 100% true. It is 100% true. They are on our side. And so as the enemy came toward them, now think about this. As the enemy came toward them in the natural, there was no way they could win. Absolutely no way they could win. They had absolutely no chance of victory. But with God, but with God, and Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. Oh man, such a powerful, powerful scripture. And in these verses, we see once again an opportunity that when stuff looks really bad and things just don't look good, we can stay stuck in that moment of, oh my Lord, what are we going to do? Or we can choose to believe that those who are with us are greater than those who are with them. We have to come to that moment and change in that and change the way we think. We've got to change the way that we're looking at things. And so God's plan has always been for his people to walk in faith. God's plan was always and always has been to take his people through journeys and growing our faith. And to be honest with you, a lot of times I, I probably won't even get 
to that point today, uh, but I added it, but I probably won't, won't even get to it. But a lot of times it seems to me like it's in the toughest times that God wants to grow our faith the most, that God give, takes opportunity to grow our faith um, the, the most. And so today I want to talk about some ways that we should be growing our faith right now in, in ways, in areas that we need to protect, in areas that we need to grow in, in order to grow our faith. And so we have to always be aware of what we see, what we speak, what we hear, and what we think. We always have to be aware of what you see, speak, hear, and think. And we've got to understand these principles. We've got to understand this, is what, what you feed is what's going to grow in your life. We understand this, is when you feed fear, fear is going to grow in your life. Listen, I want to tell you something. I've, talk, I've talked to several youth pastors after the last couple, um, in the last couple months, and I don't even know if people really realize how much fear literally in the process going back when everybody was locked down stay in your home stay away from everybody else as i've been talking to my youth pastor's friends to my youth pastor friends that how much damage it did to the young generation coming out of it all of us are saying we have never seen so much fear anxiety, and depression ever in a generation than what we see right now. Never before. And when fear is fed and fear is pushed, just imagine, okay, you're alone. And in that process of being alone, you're, you're, you're scared of dying. You're scared of mom and dad dying. You're scared of grandma and grandpa dying. And you're there month after month after month. Just imagine just how that fed into and then coming out on the outside of it we see a generation, and I believe it's not just the young generation, uh, but even the generations before that are struggling with these things because fear was just pushed, 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 and pushed, and we see the result of it. But if you feed fear, you're going to get fear. That's why God is telling us to grow in our faith because we can't do that. We can never allow that to happen in our life. We have to stand strong. Just like if you, if you feed sin, the Bible teaches us that if you feed sin, that the end of that is death. If you feed sin, the end of it is death. The Bible teaches how it goes through progression, and it feeds death. If you feed hurt, you're just going to get deeper pain. If you're lonely, and then you just sit all day at home and play music about loneliness... I was getting ready to sing, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I was going to belt it out, and then I decided not to. I, I'm trying, I just, I don't want Sister Paul to know because I just don't feel like I should be up here singing right now if I'm on the worship team, so. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> so if you feed, if you feed hurt, you're just going to get deeper pain. It's, I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. If that's what you feed, it's just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And in all that said, when you feed your faith, 
you are going to get stronger and stronger. Hope and more hope and more hope and more hope. The more you feed your faith, the stronger that you're going to get. So let's, uh, let's dive in to some of these today. And uh, we had talked about, like I said, um, when I spoke four or five months ago, and we talked about how um, what we see is vital and is important. We've got we've to choose what we see if we're going to grow our faith. We've got we've to choose, just like um, Elisha's uh, servant, you see that he only focused on what he could see. And when he only focused on what he could see, there was nothing but panic and hopelessness in his heart. When he focused on what he could see and what was around him, it was, oh, my Lord, we are in trouble. It's panic. It's hopelessness. But we must focus on what is not seen. We must focus on what is not seen. Even Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says and talks about being certain of what we do not see. That's what faith is. Faith is being certain. Certain, 100% certain of what we don't do not see. So we've got to be careful of what we are seeing and what we're allowing ourselves to see and a lot of what we're allowing. We've got, to, we've got to come to the point and say, you know what, God, bottom line, bottom line, God, I'm going to choose to see through your eyes. God, I'm going to choose to see um, who you are. And, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, uh, I started something. Uh, not too long ago, but I was like, you know what, God? I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of sick of all the, the bad news, kind of sick of all the, the bad things, but my faith tells me that there is victory in you. There is victory in you. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, just going to open up my, and make myself a little bit vulnerable here, and I'm going to tell you what, what I've been doing every morning when I get up, the first thing, and, and my kids can testify to this. <laughs> They're probably like, Dad, please, not again. <laughs> Every morning when I get up and before I go to bed at night, I literally play a song of celebration. And I dance, and I've got some good moves. I, it might not be appropriate on stage. So. <laughs> I, listen, I wake up, and the first thing I do, and this morning, I was like, and I'm just, I'm just like, yes, I was like, victory, that's exactly right, that's what I'm choosing to see, that's what I'm choosing to believe, because I believe in victory, I believe in victory, and I'm literally um, starting off my morning dancing and starting my, uh, I mean, not starting, yeah, starting my sleep time, but, but ending my day literally with, with playing songs of celebration and literally just dancing. Now, I have, I have found out that when I do that at night, it's hard to go to sleep after I do that, but, um, <laughs> um, but, but I'm telling you, and so, and, I, and don't be picturing, I know you guys are probably picturing me right now in my room dancing, just... <laughs> Just stop. Don't go there. But literally, literally, I'm just like, hey, if I, if I believe something, I'm going to act it out. 
If I believe that victory is here and that I have victory in God no matter what's around me, then I'm going to start acting like it. And I want to tell you something. It has brought so much excitement to me. I'm just like, I, I can't even explain. I'm just like, through the day, I'm just like, it just changed everything. And some bad news comes, some bad news, oh, this happened again in the state and all this kind of stuff. In my mind, I'm like, I'm just like, yes. I'm just like, bring it on, bad news. Woo! Bring it on. Because I know who my God is. And he says, victory! So that's how I'm going to live. That's what I'm going to do. 100%. Yes. I even, uh, one time, I even looked and I was like, hey, I, I believe that we all have angels assigned to us. And probably, with, in my case, probably several. And... <laughs> And I was, one time I was in my room and I was just like, you know, dancing. I was like, and I stopped and I was like, I'm wondering if my guardian angels are laughing their heads off right now. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, all right. So seeing beyond the circumstances, let's see what Elisha saw. The victory before the battle had even started. He had already seen the victory. And guess what? God has already seen and he's already been there with the victory that we're going to have. He's already been there and seen it. The victory is his. Let's see. Let's see how God sees. The second one is this. We talked about what we see, how we speak. Proverbs 18.21, Proverbs 18.21 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. We have to come to the place where we begin speaking faith. We have to speak faith. We've got to understand that words have the power to literally destroy. In our words, the things that we speak can literally destroy our faith because there is power in words. I don't know if you guys um, remember this. It's kind of funny how things change and stuff because I've asked some, um, even some younger kids and stuff, have if they've ever heard, and I think I was talking about it, back in kids' church. And by the way, your kids are awesome. I love your kids. They are so great. They are so awesome. They, uh, they, they, they do. They listen well. And I was telling pastor a story um, a couple of weeks ago. It was talking about um, how we should always tell the truth. And I was telling a story about Pastor Jerry and Sister Paula of how one time they were in a drive through and the car in front of them, I don't know if they decided to leave. So they backed up and they hit Pastor and spunk, and Pastor got his car yelling and screaming. And, no, that's, that didn't happen. Edit that for the video this week, okay? But anyway. And, and so, so we talked about speaking the truth, and I was just like, and so the kids, as soon as I start telling the story about Pastor Spot, their eyes were like this big. And every time last one, they're like, that happened? And I'm like, yeah, that happened. But I said, here's what happened. I said, the driver came out, and they asked Pastor Jerry, to lie about who was driving. 
probably because the person didn't have a license, I imagine, and say, hey, could you tell the police that this person was driving and that I wasn't? And I was like, and I looked at the kids, I said, do you think Pastor Jerry did that? And they screamed, <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly right, because he told the truth. It's like, but your kids are awesome. I'm sorry I got off on that, but, uh, but, but we, by speaking faith and speaking truth, listen, speaking faith is not speaking something that isn't true, because we know whether we see it or not that we have the victory. So we're not turning our eye and we're not, oh, we're, we're not living in, in some bubble by speaking truth even when things are not going well. When we still speak truth, we're speaking truth. And if we are speaking the word of God, then 100% it's going to be speaking truth and it's going to be building our faith. And so even though things look bad and we can say all we want, oh, man, it's, it's, at this point it's never going to get better. We can, we can talk about that in situations in our life. It's never going to get better. It's, uh, you know what? We've been going through this for a long time. We're, di- we're just never going to be able to come out of this. Listen, you are literally, with your words, destroying your faith. And we've got to speak. We've got to speak the truth because words destroy. And what I was going to say earlier when I was talking to the kids was um, I said, how many of you guys have ever heard the phrase, stick and stones, come on, say it with me, stick and stones may break again, but yeah. Let me look at my notes real fast. All right, let's try that again. Whoever made that up is a liar. What was funny is almost all those kids have never heard that before. And so it was like, but I was like, man, I thought that's been around since, since the dark ages, you know. And, and that is a lie. Words destroy. Words hurt. So we've got to be careful what we speak. We need to choose our words that build up our faith. To say, hey, yeah, I know this is happening, but I know who my God is. Oh, I know who my God is. I know who my God is. We've got to be careful. And when we find ourselves beginning to speak negative or hopelessness, we've got to stop ourselves and say, nope, nope, I'm not going to destroy my faith. I'm going to build up my faith and say, hey, you know what? Um, You're right. It doesn't look too good, but I'm telling you what, my God is able. My God is faithful. And I choose to stand and build my trust and build my faith upon him. And I will speak it and I will dance it and I will do whatever it takes because I'm going to build my faith in him. So we talked about seeing, talked about speaking in the power that we have to build our faith or destroy our faith. Either way, that scripture teaches that we're going to bear the fruit of which whatever one we choose to do. Life or death. We're going to bear the fruit either way. The next one is, what are you listening to? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? We need to protect what we're hearing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says this, 
We demolish arguments and every pretensions that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. There's a lot of stuff out there that is setting itself up against the knowledge of God. And we have got to choose not to listen to it. We have got to choose not to listen to what we know is contrary to what the word of God speaks. That is contrary to the promises that are in the word of God. We've got to be careful of what we're listening to. Because if we're listening to things that are setting itself, that's set itself up against the knowledge of God. And, and, and I love that. The knowledge, the knowledge of God. When you know who he is and you know what, he, what his word says, then we know the truth. And so we cannot allow non-truth to fill our ears. We cannot allow report after report of hopelessness to fill our ears because that is 100% setting itself up against the knowledge of God. We cannot allow ourselves to listen to those things that counter our faith in Christ. We can't. I know sometimes it can be difficult. I know sometimes it can be hard because it's all around you and, and you're seeing it, you're hearing it. But we have got to protect what we hear. And I love of what the scripture even goes and, and says beyond that. And even if we do hear it, the immediate thing we got to do is take power over it and cast it out and demolish it and say, nope, I don't think so. I'm taking you captive because that is not what my God is. That is not who my God is. And so go. Get out of my mind. Done with you. I'm done with you. Nope. I don't think so. I don't think so. If we choose to try to find hope and faith in what the world is saying, we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. There's only one place where we should get knowledge and truth. And that is in God's word that he has spoken to us that we talked about earlier that is still alive and is still active. It is still alive and it is still active. Be careful what you listen to. Protect what you listen to. And then coming into the last one about what we think and talking about the mind. How many know that probably the greatest battle that we fight in this life is with our mind? It, it is this. This is where this is where the battle is for sure. It's right here in our thought process. And we talked about in that scripture in Second Corinthians ten five where it says, "And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ." In that scripture. God is teaching us to protect our mind, 
to protect our mind. Don't allow things that are not of him, that set, it, set itself up against his knowledge and his kingdom. Do not allow them to stay in your mind. You have to cast them out. You have to take them captive. Every single thought. We have to protect our thoughts in what we're saying. Because how many know the enemy, he wants to do all that he can. In any way, he'll use any source that he can. He, he'll use any person that he can, any media outlet that he can to try to throw the, the, the stupid thoughts of hopelessness, to try to, th uh, to throw these things of, of um, the, the, there's absolutely no way that things are going to get better. He, he throws these things, throws them and throws them, and he's trying to stick them in our brain all over. And, he'll, and sometimes, like I said, it's even people that he'll use to try to speak these things and to get these thoughts into our mind. But the enemy wants your mind because he knows if he can get your mind and get you thinking on things that are contrary to God, and he, gets you, he knows that he has you. If he can get your mind, he knows that he's, he's got you. He's got you. We've got to have a mind of faith. We have to mind of faith. The mind of faith literally, literally takes everything that is contrary to God, every thought that is contrary to God, and takes it captive. A mind of faith will take it captive and cast it away. And cast it away. And say, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Listen, I got, I got so, I got so in kind of referring to many times in some of our roughest and hardest times that um, God wants to build our faith in a way that uh, we can't even imagine. And even in the past, in some of the, the roughest times of my life, I, I, the enemy, man, he, he wanted to, he was wanting to tell me, and I had to fight this, but I have to thank him sometimes to say, because, man, you really made me very good at protecting my mind. Because every time you try to throw that thought at me, I immediately began to fight it and war against it through the power of God. And, you know, the enemy would tell me, he would say, and I fought this, I fought it. He, he said, you're no good. There's no way you should ever step back up on a, behind a pulpit and preach again. How could you do that? How could you step back up on that pulpit after what's happened in your life, after divorce? I'm just being real. Is it okay to be real with you guys? After these things happen, and over and over and over again, the enemy tried to tell me, you have no business being in ministry. You can't even save your marriage. I'm just being real with you guys. I'm just being transparent. Over and over again. But I chose. Jesus. Oh, there's power. 
Jesus. But I chose every time it came to take it and declare authority over it, take it captive and cast it out. And I want to tell you something. It's, it's not, it is an automatic thing in my life now that anytime, anything, anything, I'm like, nope, I take authority of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Nope, I take authority of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Nope, I don't even have to think about it. Because my faith was built. My faith was built. Every moment I chose to not listen to the lies of the enemy, but to protect my thoughts and leave them in God's hands. Every time, every time. We've got to protect our mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God's calling this church to get stronger. To build our faith. And we're in a time where we have an incredible opportunity to do that. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if you guys can feel the presence of the Lord in this place, but it's strong. It's like my hands start, it's like shaking. Thank you, Jesus. One last thing before the worship team comes up. Matter of fact, the worship team, you guys can go ahead and come on up. Because I believe that God wants to encounter some people today at these altars. One more thing. We need to feed our faith. We need to feed our faith through activating the word of God in our life. James 1.22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. We can activate and grow our faith simply by stepping out and starting and start living for the kingdom of God. Our faith will be built. It will be stronger. I just want to go. I just feel it's time to go into the altar because I believe that God is really wanting to, to do something because I believe that this this was for many today, many today. Because God does not want you to leave here without hope. But God wants to strengthen your faith today. So I'm going to ask if you would stand this morning, please. Jesus. Jesus. 
just being transparent with you today. There's times in our life to where we can get stuck listening to the wrong thing. We can get stuck seeing the wrong thing. We can get stuck speaking the wrong thing. But God today is wanting to you to, to come up out of that. God today is wanting you to build your faith, to get stronger in him. And let me ask a couple things. I'm just going to ask a couple things. And if you're in here, everybody looking, it's fine. If you're in here and you personally are just going through something, going through a challenge that you really need God to just encounter you and God to build your faith, to God to strengthen you. If that's you, just, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Now listen, I'm just going to ask if that's you. I'm just, I just want you, I'm just asked, come up to this altar. That's you. Say, you raise your hand. Say, come on up to this altar. Say, that's me. I just need God. I'm in a situation where I need God to build my faith. I need, I need God to encounter me at this moment in this time. I'm going to ask the second one because I made reference many times that we are living in a day and a time now where God wants to perfect our faith. And you got to be honest with everything going on in our world today and in in the culture and everything. It's been pretty, uh, pretty hard on you. But God wants to restore, once again, your peace, your joy. He wants you to again to have a mind of victory, to not have a mind of hopelessness, but God wants to, wants to work in you. He wants to encounter you today. He wants you to see just what Elisha's servants saw, that there's many more for us than are with them. So if that's you, just raise your hand. Say, that's me. You know what, man? It's been rough, and I, I just want an encounter. I, I need an encounter with God, man. This, this is this war on me. This is this war on me. So if that's you, just come on up. Just come on up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And one last thing. If you're here and you need a physical healing in your body. I want you to come to these altars. If you're here and you need a physical healing in your body. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray right now. Just begin to pray. Whatever that is that you need, just begin to ask him for it right now. Just begin to ask him right now. Whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord God, I bring in this situation to you, Lord God. It seems hopeless, but God, I believe, and I believe that victory is coming. I believe that victory is coming right now.